Hey, Holland. Hey, Carlos. I like your hat. Thanks, buddy. Where'd you get it? In Hawaii. Hawaii? Yeah. Wow. You know, I've never been. Can you imagine this show, but with, uh, like, lays around our neck? Are you saying that we could do this show while getting laid? <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. I know. That's coconuts. It's about it? time for me. <laughs> Speaking of what time it is. <laughs> it's... Tip for table time. It's tip for table time? Tip for table time. I know what you mean. I thought you might. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's uh, let's get in this. I'm going to start off, like, right in this. Do it. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you like music? Ew. <laughs> no? Yes. Well, there I love goes it. my entire show <laughs> idea. No, I do like uh, La Musica. You've turned me on to some incredible music. Like what? Um What's like what's like the one artist that you're that you're like, oh man, I'm really glad Car- Carlos introduced me to that one. One that I'm late to the game and kind of embarrassed about. Mm. One that really, really is supposed to be part of my life this mm-hmm. lifetime was punch brothers oh my goodness it's been going on in my house like mad style lately i love the punch brothers it's they're so like much. so important they're so incredible because it's like modern progressive bluegrass yeah their their style is is so strange it's so out there yeah. like whenever i try to explain who they are and what they do and their like albums are like I, I think like pseudo concept albums and mm-hmm. but but it's with like bluegrass instruments like not a percussion instrument in sight and I know and it's just incredible I think They're, upright bass becomes uh, kind of the percussive instrument at that point and but, the banjo too I think like, yeah totally but it's rough man to put on an album and then you know in the middle of the day going I'm gonna cry a little bit. Yeah, so I'm overly emotional. Likewise, when it comes to <laughs> a lot of things in life, but music especially. Yeah, you know? yeah. Punch Brothers definitely do it uh, for me, especially their album "Who's Feeling Young Now." That entire album is oh, perfection. Gosh. Yeah, like that's an album that I can press play and walk away. Yeah, and just be like, "Cool, this is gonna, this is gonna, this is gonna end very well." Yeah, and I'm gonna enjoy the entire journey. Yeah. Did I turn you on to any music? There was one song that that you introduced me to, yeah. or I would say like re like resparked, because yeah. I know I heard it before, and then it became our song. It did. It did become our song, <laughs> which is a uh, wishing well, by by uh, TTD or Terrence Trent Darby. But he doesn't go by Terrence Trent Darby anymore. He doesn't. And I think that song came out late eighties, maybe. I think we ladies. But guess what? It's it's still so good. It still hits really, really hard. Yeah. It's a very good song. I did try singing it at karaoke one night. Did it work out? Did not. Okay. It is not a good karaoke song unless you're Terrence Trent Darby. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. And now we know. Yeah. Not a lot of people know the song. Which and, and it's not it's it's not really like a sing along. Yeah. Cause like the, the part that hits the hardest of that song is <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. like kind of the chorus yeah right and and so it's it's weird uh as a karaoke track but interesting yeah it's a fucking great song 
I have I have another question just because we we talked about yeah, go it. Ahead. I reference an album that I think is perfection from beginning to end. What's an album that you think is absolute perfection? Track one, press play, let it go. There are so many. This is a funny thing between you and I. Mm-hmm. We were born different years. What? I, I'm a tiny bit older than you. Sometimes I go, we probably shouldn't even hang out because I just know different things. I'm a different generation than you. Wow. It's not a competition. It's not, I know. But one of the great things is that I'll bring up stuff that I go, I don't know if Carlos knows about this. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I know every word of that song or whatever. Like That's my favorite song. And one of those things was Tenacious D. Oh, the D. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That album is perfection. From beginning to end. Beginning to end. When that album came out, I was like, this is the best album. It came out in 2001, 2, 3, somewhere in there. It was the best album of 2002, 3, and 4, <laughs> yeah. in my opinion, back then. So good. And, and we, it holds up. It, it holds totally up. holds up. And you and I were like like bros. And yeah. I think I brought up, I think I sang the beginning of a song and you finished the line. I was like, oh, and he likes the D? I we're love even, the D. We're even tighter now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're right. I, I 100% agree. Yeah. That is an incredible, that is a flawless album. So, so. here's here's today. Okay. I like that we're talking about music because it's so important to both of us. Mm-hmm. I've had this story that is so silly and so dumb, but it's worth telling. Yeah. Because of all my stories that I tell on this show, it's always some sort of embarrassment. Oh, is this an embarrassing story of yours? You let me know if this is embarrassing. Oh, I will. I mean, very few things embarrass me, so we'll let's see it. I, it's not going to embarrass you. It's like you let me know if I should be embarrassed by this oh, okay. story. You know? Yeah. It's about a concert. Concert. Yeah. Los Lobos. I don't the, listen to the them wolves. a lot anymore. The thing about them is that when you go to their show, they will play all of their songs. They will play you every song Los Lobos has written when you go to their concert. Are you serious? <laughs> the couple concerts I've been to, it's like, wow, Los Lobos is still playing Los Lobos songs. What? <laughs> how know? many songs do they have? Well, they have a catalog and a half. I yeah. Mean, there's there's a, a nice amount of... It's a, it's like a, it's a party when you go. It's a lot of fun. I saw them at the House of Blues many years ago. Hmm. We stood up and watched as they went through their first four albums, I think. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then eventually I was like, I found like a pillar and I just had to like get my shoulder on it and lean against this pillar because I was, I was like, I can't stand any longer. <laughs> and they just kept going and going and going. <laughs> and I'm trying to say, I love that band. Yeah. I love that band. Man, they just play all their songs. <laughs> they play all their songs. Yeah. So – a long time ago, I got invited to go to another Los Lobos show. And I went, oh, boy, okay, I love that band so much. Um, I should probably go. And I forget who invited me. I think a buddy was like, they're playing on a bill with like Bonnie Raitt and some other fun people. I went, okay, maybe it'll be a short show. Yeah, maybe they're not allowed to play every one of their songs. Yeah, maybe maybe there's a cutoff point. Yeah, just a big cane comes out, and it's like, that's it. Yeah, just fits all of Los Lobos <laughs> in that big cane. <laughs> they're like, no, wait, we have three more albums. Yeah, exactly. I was debating if I should go, and he said, oh, it's at, I think it was at the Santa Monica Amphitheater, and he's like, and they're seating. And I went, oh, good, I'm done. I'm there. Um, I'm going to go. Let me see what that seating's like, because yeah. I can sit and watch Los Lobos. Yeah. So we go, and 
not only was there like seating, but they were like padded seats. They were really nice to sit in. They were like folding chairs with pads and they had pads on the front. We were kind of bunched in pretty tight there, right? Yeah. And so I'm sitting watching Los Lobos and going, God, it's so nice to sit. This is the way this should be, right? Yeah. And I'm kind of, my back is kind of getting a little sore. I'm leaning forward and watching and I'm going, you know, they're playing for a while. And I'm, I'm leaning forward, kind of got my arms on my knees and uh, the chairs are got this really great padding and, and the chair in front of me has got really great padding. And for some reason, I'm just kind of like, just kind of pushing the padding, you know? Are you? Yeah, just, I don't know why. Just it, poking it? I wasn't even, not even, po- just every once in a while, just kind of like leaning into it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a finger. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't remember because it was so uneventful. Yeah. And they played a decent amount of time. It was fine. I think yeah. Bonnie Raitt played, some other people played. It was fine. Meanwhile, you know, this concert's going on maybe close to three, three hours. And uh, I'm kind of sitting back to ease my back. I'm l- sitting forward. But meanwhile, I just kind of keep pushing the front of my chair, the front of the chair in front of me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eventually I just start kind of poking into that soft foam. Yeah. You know? And it's just pleasurable. I don't yeah, know. Therapeutic. It's kind of therapeutic. Yeah. You know, like the therapeutic mattresses that felt like that? Mm, yeah. So it was a temperpedic uh, chair. That's the word I was looking for. Amazing. You kind of press that foam and it comes back right to where it was once. Ooh, so a memory foam. This is a fond I don't memory remember. foam. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Go on. So the concert finally ends mm-hmm. and I'm kind of waiting for everyone to get up so that I can leave the aisle. Everyone has to kind of leave, you know, bef- I'm not crawling over anybody to get out. For sure. And I'm kind of poking the foam. And then the lady in front of me gets up and the entire back disappears. Because <laughs> in fact, there was no foam the entire time. It was her back Wh- and her tush Wow. Her memory tush. And I realized that everything for the past two hours, all I had been doing <laughs> is just poking this poor lady who was, um, you know, she took up the chair a little bit. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know what she thought I was up to, but long story short, I was poking into her lower back for about two and a half hours just playing with it and fiddling with it and twisting it and kneading it and and uh and there wasn't there wasn't a chair back there it was just her back i just got him there wasn't any like give or a shiver or a nothing or a (laughs) there was nothing (laughs) at all there was nothing except for just my internal like rewinding what i had just done for two hours and thinking (laughs) like i gotta get out of here I need to. That's so wild. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is incredible. Yeah. Just the willpower of that woman, or maybe she just like thought you were a child, or just didn't want to turn around. <laughs> just a big goofy child. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> like it's kind of the equivalent of like just a kid kicking the back of your chair in an airplane, kind of a thing. But you were just. <laughs> It was more Poking of a mas- goods. It was more of a, like kind of <laughs> massage, you know? Like a kick yeah. is kind of jarring. This is mm-hmm. sort of like Yeah, I don't have that lower back pain anymore cuz yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. Wow. Or what if she was just like these are some really fancy chairs. <laughs> just 
<laughs> oh my, what? Yeah, Los Lumbar support. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. She's just like, it's like I feel like I've I've sat in one of these chairs at a Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, how silly that I've been waiting to tell you that story. That and how you just violated <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> Buddy's lower back. I did. I did. Just ad nauseum. And when I mean lower back, I mean like really low. Like, really low. Like top butt. Is that yeah. what you mean? Lower back, top butt. A hundred percent. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Hey. I don't know if I would have turned around and stopped you. Oh, I know you wouldn't have. <laughs> I'd been like hey, a little a little lower. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to excuse me, sir. A little lower, please. Yeah. I'm trying to watch Los Lobos. (laughs) (laughs) So, So. I don't want to tell you where we should go next, but I know that both of us have talked about... um, Good concert stories. Good concert stories. Yeah. You can tell yours next. And then I have just some some stuff we can talk about after that regarding concerts. Let's do it. Do Do you want another beer? Yeah. So uh, after that amazing massage, I have a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. What What was your first concert that you went to? It's great. I Is actually it? wrote it down because let's hear. It. Do you want to Do you want to guess? Sure. Um, it's It's a big one, like superstar. Superstar. Yeah. Mm. Sir Mix a lot. Yeah, because I grew up in Oakland. No, come on. <laughs> Um, super big first concert. I'm Dave Matthews Band. Stop messing around with me. <laughs> Come on. I don't know. I feel like that's just my defense mechanism because I don't know where <laughs> know. it's going. But if you were to imagine, mm-hmm. let's say the 80s, let's go early 80s because I was really young. Sure. Who are the mega, mega, mega stars of the early 80s? Of the early 80s? Yeah. Um, was it the police? Oh, I wish. That's like one of my favorite bands. Yeah. No, like the grandest, giantest artist. <laughs> the biggest. The biggest. And the baddest artist of all time. Was it Michael Jackson? Yes. Really? I wanted you to get that. Oh my goodness, yeah. I found it. I feel like it was Michael Jackson and like Madonna. So your first concert was Miguel Jackson? Yeah. That's incredible. I remember... My dad sort of letting me know that a friend got Michael Jackson tickets. Thriller tour. Thriller. That's insane. Right? I had this little after school uh, art club or something. And he picked me up and he's like, we're going to Dodger Stadium. We got tickets to see Michael Jackson. And I knew what Thriller was. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. It's like one of the biggest albums of all time. Exactly. Yikes. So, So we go... We're in the very last seats at Dodger Stadium. Hell yeah. Close to where I live now is where those <laughs> seats are. Like you can sort of see him. Yeah. I'll never forget. This is an audio show. It's really hard to like show you what happens. But sure. he would mouth the words and like two seconds later, because this is thriller. It was like so delayed because we were like 10 miles away from him, you know? <laughs> I don't remember the concert. That's hilarious. But I do remember going back to the car and all the 
you know, guys selling swag and stuff outside. Yeah. There were people selling like knockoff gloves because he had the glove back then, the one glove. Oh, yeah, that one sparkly glove. One sparkly glove. Yeah. So there was a dude selling sparkly gloves outside, real cheap versions of Mm -hmm. the sparkly glove. And I needed that so bad. I think what happened was there were guys selling red leather jackets, which he also wore. Yeah. And I was like, I need that. And it was probably like eighty dollars, and I was like, my dad was like, "No, no, you're getting the sparkly. You're gonna get a sparkly glove, glove, which was probably five bucks, but four bucks too many. Yeah, back then. But yeah, man, I got that sparkly glove. Hell yeah! Do you still have it? No, I wish I did. You squandered it. You squandered this beautiful memoir. <laughs> do I have anything from? My life back in the 80s, I don't know if I do. Probably like in retrospect, it was like this beautiful glove. It's actually just like, like an oven mitt that's bedazzled. <laughs> it was the glove went to my elbow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, uh, no, I loved it though. It was like great. Every once in a while, I'd like pull it out. I think I had a little special place in my bedroom and I would keep it. And every once in a while, I'm like, it's Thursday. I'm going to pull out like, my Michael Jackson glove. I'm feeling bad. Yeah. <laughs> you just go out and commit crimes in your house. And- yeah walk backwards yeah but (laughs) pretending to walk forwards exactly that's the cool thing (laughs) so i did all that man i had that glove and um god i was cool my friend how about you (laughs) that was so cool mine um kind of beats yours really yeah 100 percent. what so okay who was like the king of like the late 90s early 2000s first off your first concert was in the late 90s yeah, like mid to late nineties. Yeah, it was no, born in eighty eight. Yeah, it was that makes sense. Yeah, mid to late nineties. It was kind of like when they were first starting out. They had a female artist open for them too, who was also really big. Was Justin Timberlake in this band? <laughs> yeah, cool. Remind me what band that was again. <laughs> was In Sync your first? In Sync was my first. Yeah, holy smoke! In Sync was my first concert. <laughs> Wait, who? Who? Do I have to guess who opened up? Or just yeah, you can guess who opened up. Shakira. No. I don't know. It was Britney Spears. No kidding. Yeah. So does that beat me? Maybe, maybe not. We can ask the <laughs> listeners, but that's up there. It's up there. That is up there. Uh, because, yeah, this was back when like NSYNC was bigger than Britney, but just only by a little bit. So she opened for them. And it was like when she was dating Justin, too. Yeah, sure. And... Oh man, there was like such booing from the girls there when she was on. Yeah. And we also had nosebleed seats. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was like speakers like in the way of the big screens that were there to compensate how far away we were from them so we could almost look at them. I was I was basically there because my mom got like my sister tickets and I'm pretty sure she just didn't want me to stay at home alone. Did you want to go or you into it? I don't remember. I don't think I was. I think I was I was a little hesitant, but in retrospect, what a dope concert. Yeah. What an amazing time. Yeah. They put on a show, they danced their pants off. Pretty big. Pretty big concert. Damn. Yeah. Not to brag or anything. I didn't walk away with any sparkly gloves. No, but what, what did they sell in the parking lot? Did they sell like, you know, ramen hair dudes or something like that? <laughs> exactly. Little packs of of, of damp ramen. Yeah. Put it all on your head. Yeah. And uh, do a little dance. I think we're kind of like, I think we're both in the game at that point, though. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Like, Michael Jackson is huge, but late 90s? 
NSYNC was huge. Yeah. And uh, I still think Backstreet Boys was like the better band. I dug Backstreet Boys. Yeah, Backstreet Boys, I'm pretty sure, is the better band. Yeah. <laughs> but NSYNC definitely just kind of had a little more... Justin. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Who, yeah, just ended up annihilating the rest of the world. Sure. And whereas Backstreet Boys are just like, you guys just want to still hang out and do this? I don't know if you've ever ended up at a show you didn't want to see, but um, I played with this band many, many years ago. And for whatever reason, I just sort of moved on and they found another guitar player, no bad blood. And I started playing with this local band, Fine Machine. I made friends with everyone in this band and I was really comfortable. And at one point, I think I was just sort of rocking out on stage with these guys. Yeah. Made a kind of a decent following. I think my shirt came off. They got to raise the ticket prices now. Now, yeah. Yeah. One of the guys from this old band, mm-hmm. I think they were playing on this bill with us. They were like, wait, Holland is wild. This wasn't the same guy that played with us years ago. He's a bad boy. He's a bad boy now. We kind of <laughs> like it. We kind of like the dirt, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. he approached me and said, Hey, we saw you. You you and the band, really good. You know, would you want to play with us again? And I was like, I don't know. I'm kind of playing with this band Fine Machine right now. We're kind of doing our thing. And he's like, Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. I you just you look good up there. By the way, we're opening up for Creed in a month. And I was like, Yeah, I'll play with you guys. Oh, hell yeah, I'll play with you guys. Oh, yeah. So you accepted that offer. With arms wide open. <laughs> Thank you for being in key, yeah. Under all the That's all I'll give. That's Creed. all we need. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about Creed was like... <laughs> Everything. I didn't really <laughs> like Creed. I don't think anybody really likes Creed. You know, yeah, isn't that funny? Like, even the people who are like, all right, here's the money for this Creed album. I don't like them, but I'm going to buy this <laughs> CD, you know? This is a, a, a long, crazy journey. I'll give you the cliff notes on it. Yeah. I rehearsed with this band again, and we uh, were getting ready to open up for Creed at Staples Center. Oh, my goodness. Right? We rehearse for a long time. We got our set together and we go down to do sound check. It's the night. It's a Saturday night and we do sound check. They've got what's called the ego ramp, which is the part of the stage that jets out into the audience where the lead singer can go get his ego on, you know? Yeah, and sing with his arms wide open. Exactly what's going on, right? And the whole time I'm going, Creed. We're opening up for Creed. Like my life is silly and this is the whole thing's a joke, right? Yeah. And so, (laughs) so we... We were backstage. People start, you know, lining up outside like a mob. Yeah. Someone finally came to the dressing room and said, so Creed's not going to come tonight and play the show. They're not going to be here, <laughs> you know? Oh, my what? For whatever reason, uh, someone's sick, but we're going to cancel the show. And it's about 40 minutes to our showtime, maybe <gasps> two hours or less, you know, before their showtime. What? So that whole night... We're going to open up for Creed. Yeah. Is now us trying to find a way out of Staples Center with a crazy mob outside who just bought tickets to see Creed, you know? Wow. Which dude. is, which was, you know, you can imagine very strange, you know? Yeah. So we kind of like peeled rubber out of there and left. And I was like, well, that's my Creed story. Very interesting. Maybe a month later, they're like, well, we have to, you know, give the fans what they want. And so Creed. Creed's back on. And so now we're doing the same thing again. I'm dragging all my equipment to Staples Center. But the whole time, again, I'm sort of like, this is so dumb. Like, Creed, this is so silly. Like, yeah. 
apparently I'm just judging them, you know? For sure. Maybe I'll even leave after our set, you know? Oh. So, so it fills up. There's like a we're an opening band, one of maybe a couple. Uh, Staples Center is like not at capacity, but pretty good, pretty good. Maybe 60%. I don't know. A lot of people there, right? Yeah. We play the show. And here's the thing. We were not a Creed type of band. This band sounded kind of like the Wallflowers and Springsteen. Oh, wow. Kind of. And I was like, I think, I don't know if we'll get killed. I don't know what's going to happen. It just felt yeah. like very two different flavors going on in the Staples Center that night. For sure. But guess what? Everyone dug the show. The singer in this band was like, I'm going to use the Eagle Ramp. And he went out there. Yeah. It, everything went off perfectly. We had a great time. And then we get done and Creed's about to go on. And I'm like, I guess we'll stay. And all we did was get a few giant concert beers and down them and just sung every Creed song that we could while they were playing and loved every minute of it. And I was like, this is the greatest man in the whole world. Scott Stapp is, Scott Stapp's my idol. I love this guy so much. I have no idea what Everything he is. did was so, was wonderful. And, and I was like, why Fuck was yeah. I such a hater before all this? Fuck yeah. So we got to open up for Creed. And it happened a couple more times after that. We, we were on the road with Creed for a while. Never met them, but... We, we did some interesting concerts with them, but super rad. I'll never say I hate anything again. Yeah. I was singing "I uh, Arms Wide Open." I was oh yeah, me the too. Heck out of that song. Oh yeah, it scratches a niche. Yeah, it does. That I don't know that I have, but when yeah. I do have it, Creed is there. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, a couple giant Budweisers for seventeen dollars does not hurt. Wow, they made you pay for the beer, right? I know you were. You were in the band. I know. Wow. They're so creedy. (laughs) Do you want to tell me a story about the fray, or do you want to go somewhere else with this? This is what it's all been boiling down to, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> my fucking... <laughs> my Frey story. Did the Frey... I Carlos. can't believe I forgot about... We were talking about some of the best moments. Let's... We need to go there. Did, I'm going to take you there. Hey. Let's see it. Did the Frey, like, touch your wiener? I wish. Okay, good. <laughs> I wish, because then I would not feel bad. So, grad night, aught seven okay. of the 2000s, Yeah, I was graduating high school, yeah. and Disney World does something called grad night. It's a bunch of high school students, you know, they have like big senioritis, it's them like celebrating, oh, I'm, I'm done with high school, I'm graduating, going off to bigger, better things, and they have just the whole park there for, like, midday tonight for seniors in high school. Yeah. And I was going, super angsty, kind of, like, angry, going through a bunch of stupid stuff emotionally, and it's me and my boy Jared. There are are live concerts, right? These, These musicians that just go up and right in front of the... in front of Cinderella's castle, and there's a big pit of these... Really young kids. And I'm just like, man, fuck this place. And I was like, who's playing right now? And we're 
kind of like in the pit, like in the the mob scene, and then just boom, the fray comes out, and I'm like, fucking yuck, dude. I was like, I hate the fray. Was the fray the fray at that point? The fray was the fray at that point. Okay, cool, cool, man. <laughs> like they were, you know, big, and uh, so they come out, they start playing, and I'm just like, you know what, dude. I'm going to flick the fray off. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And I was like, how about this, dude? Once they start playing and they like start getting into it, I'm going to jump on top of your shoulders. You're literally going to crouch. I'm going to get up there. You're going to put me on top of your shoulders, and I'm going to flick the fray <laughs> off, dude. <laughs> and I'm going to scream, fuck the fray. Oh, my God. And he's like, that's hilarious. Let's do that. (laughs) In the heat of a song, right, the lead singer is up. Sure. And I was like, now. He gets down. I jump onto his shoulders. He throws me up. And I'm like, fuck the fray. (laughs) Double wielding middle fingers at the fray and the lead singer. And the lead singer fucking sees me. Oh, no. And he, like, turns away from the audience. And I was like, <laughs> boom, we jump down. I'm like, let's get out of here. <laughs> and we just leave the pit. And I'm like, man, fuck the fray. They felt that. And I've never felt worse about something in my life, dude. Well, angsty Carlos is not a Carlos I know about. You don't so. know him. He was a bad boy. He was a mean guy. Yeah. He flicked the fray off and, and clearly hurt their feelings. And I regret, I regret it every single day. <laughs> when it's one of those, you know the, you know that trope where it's like, oh, you're about to sleep. You're, oh, let me get into bed, have a good night, night's rest, and your brain wakes you up, and it's like, hey, remember that one thing you did? Yeah. This is that one thing I did. Yeah. I flicked off the fray. Yeah. And I lose sleep about it. Maybe they'd still be around. Oh, God, do you really think you had that much of an impact on them? I don't know is the thing. (laughs) So (laughs) that's a good point. The thing is I don't know. And maybe they were were rocky, and it was that moment that the lead singer is like, man, fuck this. Fuck kids. Kids suck. I'm going to get into pottery. I don't know what he's doing now. I think it's pottery, yeah. Man. Do you think we'll ever get to see you apologizing to the fray? To the fray. <laughs> and to maybe get their career back on the get tracks to again? see me apologizing yeah. them? If I ever met the fray, I would probably, I would de- 100% apologize. You know what's weird? Yeah. I could potentially get that going for you. If that happened, yeah. I would have to get Jared on the phone too. Oh yeah, because he's an accomplice. Oh, he definitely. I was is. all the fingers. Yeah, it was me. It was my voice. Sure, I said "fuck the fray." Right. In in the house of the mouse. Yeah. Poor fray. Poor. Fr- I I legitimately feel so fucking bad about it. I don't know. I feel like he should just get on the guitar player's neck and flip you off. <laughs> you know. Hell yeah, dude. Right. If we get the fray. I want him to go, no, fuck you, 18-year-old Carlos. Right. And I'm going to go, yeah, I agree with you. You're right. I'll join I'll join him. Yeah. Fuck you, 18-year-old Carlos, you dumb idiot. We're actually on the same side, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm on your side, dude. I don't yeah. like that guy. You think I want to hang out with that dude? Hell no. no. 
and and also I like your music now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid to mention this, but I really like you now. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel bad. And I'm going to give permission to all of all of my listeners to go ahead and say fuck 18-year-old Carlos cuz cuz we love the fray. He was just a little emotional. In this house, in this house, yeah. we love the fray. That's <laughs> true. God bless the fray tonight. God bless the fray. <laughs> Hey man. Hey man. Welcome to the outro. It's good to be here. Welcome. Thank you for joining us on our concert series. Unless we start hearing them chant Tiff or Tabble, I think we're going to call it. Yeah. Because I don't think we should do an encore. Because they don't want it enough. No encore here. You need to want the encore. Yeah. Or else we're just not going to do it. I feel like there's somebody right over there on someone's shoulders flicking us off. <laughs> Fuck you, Tiffer Tabble. <laughs> We're like, what encore you said? <laughs> I can't believe Tiffer Tabble played a whole concert and didn't play Squooch. <laughs> Tiffer Tabble, Tiffer Tabble. We're back. <laughs> la, 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 Squooch. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah. To all these lovely people that are listening to the show, feel free to review us. Please review us, yeah. Go to wherever it says review us and write something. Um, we love to hear from you. Yeah. It's like my favorite thing. I read a lot of personal texts and sometimes an email comes through and uh, it brightens my day. And uh, yeah, write something kind of funny or silly or whatever you feel from your heart and I'd yeah. love to read it. In the Tiff for Tab studios. I'd love that too. I mean, even if it's something that you, through emojis, you can just put an eggplant emoji, write squooch, five stars. We'll love that. And it'll help us out so much too, just getting us out there, getting a little more uh, interactivity. Yeah. But uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me tonight, my friend. Hey, my pleasure. (laughs) See you next week, huh? I'll be here. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Mike. Oh, Mike. That's where I tapped the microphone. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to Tip for Tabble. If you want to shoot the boys here a message, go ahead and email them at t4tcast at gmail.com. That's T, the number four, T, cast at gmail.com. 